Whatever happened to free will? We actually tried free will before. After taking you from hunting and gathering to the height of the Roman Empire, we stepped back to see how you'd do on your own. You gave us the Dark Ages for five centuries, until finally we decided we should come back in. The chairman thought that maybe we just needed to do a better job with teaching you how to ride a bike before taking the training wheels off again. So we gave you the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, scientific revolution. For 600 years, we taught you to control your impulses with reason. Then in 1910, we stepped back again. Within 50 years, you'd brought us World War I, the Depression, fascism, the Holocaust, and capped it off by bringing the entire planet to the brink of destruction in the Cuban Missile Crisis. At that point, a decision was taken to step back in again before you did something that even we couldn't fix. You don't have free will, David. You have the appearance of free will. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I'll start with that song. That song was uh, Rush, Free Will, and uh, went perfectly al- uh, along with the movie clip from a movie called The Adjustment Bureau. And when they're talking about uh, the chairman decided, he's talking about God. And if, you've seen the, if you haven't seen the movie, it's really a good, good movie. And uh, they're talking about how, how God has his Adjustment Bureau, and when... They have the plan for our lives, and when something starts to veer off, they make adjustments to to steer our steer our lives into different directions so that so that we don't mess up the plan. And uh, in that part, the the adjustment bureau is talking to uh, Matt Damon about, hey, you have the you have the appearance of free will. You know, we we let you guys have free will uh, during the dark ages, and then we, after. Uh, then after uh, the World War One, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and uh, all that, they said we better step in before you guys do something that's gonna uh, create problems that we can't even fix. And uh, and I want to put use one more line from that movie. That uh, I'm gonna use one more clip from that movie right now to 
tell you kind of how it gets summed up in the end. Harry? You're the chairman? No. You've met him, though. Or her. And everybody has. The chairman comes in a different form to everyone, so people rarely realize when it happens. Is this some sort of test? In a way, it's all a test for everybody, even the members of the Adjustment Bureau. Most people live life on the path we set for them, too afraid to explore any other. But once in a while, people like you come along who knock down all the obstacles we put in your way. People who realize free will is a gift you'll never know how to use until you fight for it. I think that's the chairman's real plan. That maybe one day, we won't write the plan. You will. Yep, if you, uh, it's, it's all a test. You know, it's all, you know, your whole life is a test. And they talk about the chairman, the chairman being God. It's all a test. God's watching everything we do, and it's all a test. And uh, usually people just go down the path that we set for them, and they're too afraid to explore other paths until they just, you know, the free will, free will is, will never be there until we decide, until we decide to, to fight for it. And, and I think... As the government is trying to push God out of the way, they want to be God and they want to set the paths for us. And until we're willing to fight for free will, we're just going to go along the paths that they want for us. Hey, we're going to control you. We're going to come up with this COVID thing. And you guys are all going to be good little soldiers, good little sheep. And you're going to put on your mask and you're going to stay at home. And we're just going to feed you. uh, We're going to send you checks so you don't have to work. And we're going to tell you what you can and can't do. Until we, until we all decide we're going to fight for free will, we won't have it. And we're seeing that come along and we see, and I see so many people, so many people that think, think I'm crazy out there because I'm saying, hey, this is BS. This coronavirus thing is BS. This Ukraine thing. Hey, we're standing there. We're standing there watching people die and we're not doing anything about it. We're not taking a, a position one way or the other. We're not taking a side. And we know the United States has always been a force for good. We're not doing anything about it. We're letting Biden tell people that, hey, we're going to go out there and spend $6 trillion next year. And that's going to make our deficit go away. Even though it's two and a half trillion higher than the highest, highest budget in history. This is how we're going to get rid of our debt. This is how we're going to fix things by overspending tax money. And then we're going to just tax the hell out of the rich. Yes, building from the bottom out and the the bottom up and the middle out. That's how it works. It's not trickle down. You know what? Until until more people than me and uh, and a handful of you that are out there out there uh, making noise until more of us stand up and get loud and get uh and get vocal about this and we start fighting for fighting for our rights, we'll lose them. So anyway, I'm going to talk a lot about a lot about that in specifics of what went on this week. 
Uh, but but first, but first, before I do, for those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, branch manager, Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me and talk about real estate financing or uh, or uh, refinancing or purchasing or reverse mortgages, any of those things, but you don't want to talk to me on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the, on the Planet Home Lending logo, and that'll take you to my uh, lending page, and you can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. Um, if you want to hear anything repeated, stay on edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear, uh, this show as well as several past shows, um, and listen to them on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes slash Apple podcast, where you can, uh, subscribe for free, have them download to your device. Uh, once a week, I record on Friday mornings and, uh, gets uploaded sometime Friday afternoon and it'll download to your device sometime thereafter. Um, if you have comments on the show, email me to Ed Hoffman to, I'm sorry, to Ed at edhoffman.net. And, uh, I will usually respond or, uh, or talk about it on the radio. Um, but I read them all. So if you wonder if I got them, I did. Um, so let's talk about, Hey, you know what, before I go any further, uh, everyone's talking about this, uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. And, uh, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to dignify it too much, but I will just say this. Before last Sunday night, I thought of Will Smith as a as a great actor. I even I even pointed out he should have got the act, the the best actor award for um, for concussion uh, back in sixteen, uh, but the NFL squelched that uh, that movie from getting too much attention. Um, but now I know who he is. I didn't know that he that he lets his wife cheat on him, and uh, I didn't know about their their open marriage, any of that stuff. I thought, hey, this guy's a cool dude. I didn't know about him uh, having punched some guy that tried to kiss him in Russia when uh, during his uh, during his uh, uh, Men in Black premiere ten years ago, and I didn't know about uh, I didn't know about all the all the stuff that he's done. But since he decided to uh, to go uh, attack Chris Rock because he made a joke. And I hear people say, Chris Rock doesn't have to make a joke about everything. Then what do we need Chris Rock for? That's He's a comedian. That's what all comedians do. Anyway, I just think uh, I've done some stupid things in my life and some things I'm not too, uh, not too uh, proud of. But I never did them while it was on national TV or in a big ceremony with tons of people in front. Um, you know what? Will Smith needs help. So anyway, that's just my opinion, and uh, that's why you listen to the main event. So let's talk about what's going on in this country. So remember, prior to Biden, uh, prior to Biden's uh, new budget proposal, the highest budget ever proposed was three point five trillion dollars. So Joe Biden presented a five point eight trillion dollar budget for fiscal year two thousand twenty three to Congress this week. He left the Build Back Better wish list in the footnotes and put more moderate initiatives in the forefront, like 7% increase military spending and funding for police. Highlights include $773 billion for the military, including 10% boost in, in the Pentagon, including a 10% boost for the Pentagon amid concerns about the war in, in Ukraine and China's ambitions. $17 billion to crack down on gun trafficking, 
uh, which means 17, 17 billion is going to uh, the Department of ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms to crack down on illegal gun trafficking. Not to include that uh, gun show loophole they always talk about because there is no gun show loophole. Um, if you've ever been to a gun show, you don't buy guns there without doing background checks either. You know, unless some guy's just carrying around a gun in his pocket and says, hey, psst, psst, hey, want to buy a gun? That's the only gun show loophole. But that happens on the streets of Los Angeles as well. $70 billion for the FBI to drive down violent crime. Um, and $32 billion to put more police officers on the beat through through state and local grants and community violence intervention programs. So the fed, federal government is is uh, giving uh, money to the states and local government so they can put more police on the beat. And by the way, he's still requesting $45 million for climate change, but when it comes to the military and police funding, could the motivation be helping save the Democrats from the red wave in the midterms? One reporter dared to ask. Is any of it related to political pressure from Republicans saying that Democrats are soft on crime, that, you know, that you guys are careening to the left? Isn't it kind of fascinating? When I first got elected, I was being beat up because I supported the police too much for the previous 30 years. No, that's what I think. Yeah, so when he got elected, he was, uh, if, if, you look at, if you look at videos of, of uh, Joe Biden in his younger years, um, he talked like a badass. You know, he was, hey, we got to stop the, we got to seal the border and these people coming in should not be able to come in. We need to stop crime. We need to keep these people away from this, away from the law-abiding citizens. You see all kinds of that. So when he ran for president in 2020, you know, of course, he has to appease the uh, the progressive lefts, the uh, AOCs and the Elon Omars and the and the... Uh, Rashida Talibs and uh, whoever else, uh, and you gotta you gotta be anti-police. So all of a sudden he was he was uh, hey you know you know when when uh, when the when the mic was on or when the he was in front of people oh yeah we gotta do he didn't he didn't say defund the police. What he did say was we need to to do police reform, and would indicate that hey all cops are bad you know all people are good and. And cops beat up good people, and it's not fair. And they beat up more black people than white people. It has nothing to do with more black people than white people committing crimes, because uh, I've seen a lot of white people get get beat up too. And uh, you know, when you act a fool, when you give no respect uh, to police officers, when you break the law, you should you should expect what you get. Of course, uh, if you're if you're a Democrat, it's always the policeman's fault. And uh, and we're putting police away. And I and I won't say that all police are are good. There are some ba- there's 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 bad seeds in every occupation. Every single one. Hey, you know what? People that uh, work the drive through at Jack in the Box, they're all nice. Yeah, except for the ones that spit in your food, and except for the ones that that purposely uh, mess up your order, and except for the ones that purposely uh, give you the wrong change, or except for except for except for. It's the same everywhere. I heard one of my one of my guys that works in the office with me said he went into Home Depot the other day and asked about, hey, uh, can you tell me where such and such is? He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, he him and his wife just go, really? Did he just say no? He's not going to help me? And somebody says, hey, do you have closet organizers? And someone in the same in the same thing, they go, I don't think we have those. 
Well, I know you have them, but it looks like everything's been rearranged. I'll find them myself. So you know what? There's 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 bad seeds in every occupation. So how's he going to pay for all this? By increasing taxes on the rich and corporations. Biden's assortment of tax increases includes a new minimum tax on billionaires. It will require that American households worth more than $100 million pay 20% of their income. In addition, they'll pay 20% on unrealized gains in the value of their liquid assets, such as stocks and bonds, which can accumulate for years, but they're only taxed when they're sold. So here's here's my question. You've got a stock portfolio. Your stock portfolio goes from... Uh, from uh, I don't know hundred thousand dollars, and I'm going to use use low numbers for most of my listeners. Your stock portfolio goes from a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, and it jumps up to to three hundred thousand. Now they're going to tax you on that, even though you haven't taken any money. So now I guess you have to take money out. So hey, are they going to say, well, you had uh, you invested a hundred and fifty thousand, it went up to two hundred thousand, now it's worth three hundred thousand. So I guess your gains are. Uh, are uh, two hundred thousand, so we're going to tax you twenty percent of that's forty thousand. Oh, you don't have it in the bank, so I guess you have to sell some of your portfolio, and then um, and then the following year when it goes down from three hundred thousand down to two twenty five, do you get to write off the 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 loss? And if so, when eventually you cash that thing out, are there still capital gains taxes when you take those out? You know, this is this is way more complicated than than Biden or any of the Democrats think about. But you know, they're just going to tax us, tax us, tax us, tax us, tax us, and they're look. And that's how they're that's how they're going to fix things. Other tax increases on the rich include raising the corporate tax from twenty one to twenty eight percent. No, folks, that won't trickle down. We, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna increase the taxes on on the corporations. That won't trickle down or slow down growth. You know, uh, you realize, hey, you know, all these corporations in the in the Fortune 100 or the Fortune 500 uh, didn't pay taxes. 55 corporations didn't pay taxes last year. Yeah, that's because the tax taxes were cut, encouraging encouraging companies to expand. And let's just use Amazon because it's easy because we use that everybody's has a has some touch with them throughout the week. Talk about Amazon. They're they're popping up warehouses everywhere. And I, and uh, Dan in my in our studio tells me, yeah, there's one big giant one in Eastvale, and now they're building one another one like a half a mile away because that one wasn't big enough because everybody's ordering online. Why is everybody ordering online? Well, you know the the because it's convenient, and it's also maybe because it's not safe to go to the the malls anymore. You know you know women don't want to go into the malls without their husbands because there's crime going on out there. And maybe it's different than what I'm describing, but I see what I see. I see what I see, and I figure whatever's happening to me is a symptom of what's happening to everybody else. So, um, so this is real. You know, perception is reality. This is what I'm perceiving. It's not safe to go out there. You know, if you're a woman, I I won't let my wife go out by herself at night. Period. And even during the day, even during the day, she goes. I don't go into the mall anymore. But if you want to go in, if you want to go in, let's go into Macy's and look at some stuff, and uh, while we're together, because I won't go in by myself anymore. All right, maybe it's just a symptom, but this is what I see. So realize when they raise the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28, that's going to discourage. That's going to discourage growth. So getting back to Amazon investing in all these in all these warehouses they invest these billions of dollars in these warehouses and all these electric uh electric vans that are going up and down your street 
seven days a week now. And all these people to do that, they they invested all this money in, in growing their company. You get to write that off one time. You get to write off the, the cost of, of putting that money because it's going to create more taxpayers and more tax base and more taxes coming in. But the first year when you put in all that money, you get to write it off. It's the same if you're a, a an individual doing a plumbing business or an, or a or a car wash business, anything else, you get to write that off. Of course, most of you small businesses, you don't, you just don't, you just make up a make up expenses and you don't show half your half your income anyway. So uh, let's go on to the next thing: Ra- raising the individual raising the individual tax rate from thirty seven to thirty nine point six for married couples making more than four hundred fifty, heads of household making more than four twenty five, and single filers making more than four hundred thousand. What does this tell me? This this tells me this is an incentive to get divorced. Because if I'm going to pay 39.6, if I make 450, then if me and my wife are are single and we still stay together and we're still acting married, if we uh, get if if we were to get divorced on paper, Don and I are not getting divorced on paper or otherwise. But just but just think about the theory and how people will think. Then you can make up to 800 thousand between the two of you. And not get not get uh, in the top tax bracket. Anyway, I'm just thinking out loud. That's what I do. In his in his speech unveiling the budget, Biden focused almost exclusively on billionaire portion of the proposal. Maybe he hoped the rest of us wouldn't notice the other tax increases. Right now, billionaires pay an average rate of eight percent on their total income. Eight percent. That's the average they pay. Now, I'm a capitalist. But uh, just, I want, I, I, if you can make a billion bucks, great. Just pay your fair share. Pay a little bit. A firefighter and a teacher pay more than double, double the tax rate that a billionaire pays. That's not right. And that's not true. It's all BS. You know, when you say, hey, the billionaires pay 8% on their, 8% on their income. That's because the billionaire makes, let's just use some round numbers. Make a million dollars, and it costs you eight hundred thousand dollars in expenses to make that billion to make that uh, billion dollars. So now you're down to two hundred thousand. So you pay taxes on two hundred thousand of eighty grand, which is twenty percent of two hundred, or which is twenty uh, percent of of two of uh, of two hundred thousand. But but uh, eighty eighty thousand. 80,000 is 8% of a billion, but you didn't make a billion. You brought in a billion, but you spent 800,000 expanding your business or paying your employees and paying for the, for the stuff that you're selling. And that's how it works. But the firefighters, the firefighters don't have any expenses. They get their W2 and they pay their taxes and they pay, they pay 16%. Okay. You're paying the same thing. It's all BS. It's smoke and mirrors. You gotta see, gotta see through this. But most people don't think, you know. I think even Warren Buffett, who uh, is a flaming Democrat, even though he's a capitalist, so I don't really understand that uh, that contradiction. But he goes, he goes, hey, my secretary pays a higher tax rate than I do. That's not true. That's not true. I, I just don't, I just don't, uh, I just don't buy that. So uh, on Friday morning, there was a jobs report. The jobs report was pretty good because people are going back to work because we're we're uh, not putting up with that uh, with that uh, COVID mask thing anymore. We're not putting up with that, and uh, the COVID thing's being lifted. But beware, there will be another variant. There will be another variant, and it'll be around sometime right around September. 
Uh, so September, maybe August, so they have time to put together all mail-in uh, ballots for the uh, for the election in November. But that will be coming. But let's. Uh, uh, I'm all out of time for this uh, for this half, so I'm going to hold off till after till after the break, and I'm going to play you a couple clips of what Biden said Friday morning, uh, trying to uh, trying to deceive people into uh, his way of thinking after the jobs report came out. But uh, but stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, and sports, and I'll be right back with the rest. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, branch manager, Planet Home Lending. I don't talk about a lot about real estate and financing on the radio because uh, if you're not in the market, you might think it's boring, but you don't. You may not even know if you're in the market. Do you know where interest rates have jumped up about one percent since the beginning of the year? Have do you uh, do you know that your value on your uh, on your house went up about eighty percent in the last two years? Um, there's a that that changes that changes the dynamics of a lot of people's financing. If you're over sixty two, it changes the dynamics of of what your house could do for you if you feel like you have more life left than you have money. Um, if you want to find out about, uh, refinancing a piece of property that you own, checking out the values, uh, possibly checking out one of those reverse mortgage things, or, uh, or if you're thinking about a property outside of California, inside of California or outside of California, uh, this is the latest list of the States that I'm, uh, that I'm licensed in Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, Arkansas, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, New Hampshire, uh, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. I think that's all of them. Anyway, there should be 24, I think. So anyway, if uh, if I'm not on, if one if the state you're looking for, oh, North Carolina as as well. I forgot about that one. Um, if if uh, you're thinking about a uh, a uh, state that I didn't mention. Call and check. I might have just I might have just left it out. I didn't have a list. I just uh, did that from. I was just in my mind traveling traveling from California to Arizona to Nevada to Colorado to Utah down to New Mexico over to Texas. Anyway, we've got a, we've got almost all the states that people are moving to, so we can uh, take care of uh, my 32 years of uh, of uh, repeat clients. As they're uh, as they're saying, hey, I'm done with California. I'm out of here. So anyway, or maybe just have second homes, or maybe have relatives out there. So anyway, let's talk about. Uh, we were before the break. We were talking about uh, Joe Biden's uh, idiocy, his uh, his uh, um, his five point eight trillion dollar his five point eight trillion dollar budget, two and a half trillion higher than uh, or two point three trillion higher than anybody else's budget ever has been um and uh so let's let's talk about so friday morning after the jobs report he made this comment record job creation record unemployment declines record wage gains and by the way jobs and unemployment are not just another statistic they go directly to the core of what the economy represents the ability for hard-working americans to live with dignity support their families, and build a better life for their children. People are making more money. They're finding better jobs. And after decades of being mistreated and paid too little, more and more American workers have real power now to get better wages and to do what's best for themselves and their families. 
Some people see that as a problem. We've had this discussion in the past. I don't. I see it as long overdue. So when you hear these numbers, they're not statistics. It's a statement of the type of economy we're fighting for. An economy, as I've been saying from the beginning, built from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. When we do it that way, everybody does well. Everybody wins. Yeah, when you do it that way, everybody does well. You know what? Trickle-down economics does work. When you build it from the top down, which is how the economy works, from the top down, top people invest money, they create jobs, people get those jobs, and they sell to other people, and then as it grows bigger and bigger, those people get, get promotions, and they hire more people, and it grows, and it grows higher, and you climb the corporate ladder, or you, get, or you learn stuff, and you change jobs to use your, uh, use your newfound skills somewhere else that pays more. Trickle-down economics always works. Trickle-up stupidity also works. So when you when you feed the feed the country BS lines like this that it's hey they're making more money they're making more money yeah they're making more money but how come they they're not living more comfortably because the price of inflation the cost of living the cost of gas the cost of everything is going up faster than the wages are going up and realize that that uh when you when you increase hey let's I think we should do it we should just cut costs we shouldn't just raise prices let's cut costs well how do you how do you how do you cut costs when you're when you're pushing on all the business owners? Increase minimum wages, increase this, increase that, that increase costs, and then they then they they put up with it for a first couple of weeks, the first couple of months, and then the prices start going up, and then uh, McDonald's starts bringing in these uh, kiosks, so it gets rid of more jobs and more opportunities for for pimply faced high school kids, and then and then so that they can get the minimum wage, but they can't get those jobs because. 18 bucks an hour, $15 an hour is too much for them to pay for a, a hamburger. So then what? It all trickles up, trickle up stupidity, and none of this stuff works. So when Biden says, hey, this is the better way of doing things, he's full of malarkey. So, uh, you know what? The free market always works. So you can do it any way you want. You can You can change the cost. You can raise the cost, or you can... Or you can, uh, or you can just raise the prices and let the let the things trickle down and create, let the co- let let the increased co- uh, the increased prices on what we can sell trickle down to increases in uh, in wages for the people that are doing the better job, or you can increase the or you can force the the increase in the wages and let it trickle up. It all works. The free market always works, and it'll always find a level. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, what you do if your if your house is flooding, it's gonna find the level in the whole in the whole ship. Remember the remember when the Titanic in the movie Titanic. Remember how that thing worked? You you open up the the water in one little section, five little sections, and then it starts going up and going up, and it starts rising above the the into the next levels. It starts trickling over into the next thing. Water finds its level, and so does the free market. Um, then he starts to talk us talk about us about talk to us about inflation. So here are the facts. It was the previous administration whose reckless policies and mismanagement led to the record budget deficits. In my administration, 
That's getting the deficit under control. In fact, I just released my budget this week, and it shows going forward we can cut the deficit by another $1 trillion over the next decade while still making prudent investments in economic growth and climate and other equitable economic decisions. Yeah, it was the previous administration's pro-U.S., buy U.S., U.S. first, uh, seal the border, uh, energy independence that created the, the deficit. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, he's the president. He's saying stuff. We'll talk about that more in a minute and more in a minute. So uh, then he started talking about uh, that he's releasing a, a, a million dollars of barrels, a million barrels. I'm sorry, a million barrels of oil from our strategic reserves per day, one million barrels per day for the next six months. So I looked it up. We have 714 million barrels of, of oil. We use 21, that's in our reserves. We have 21, we use 21 million barrels a day in the United States. So 714 million barrels will service the whole country for 34 days in the event that that one of our enemies bombs our production and stops imports and we don't have a way to fuel our country. We can use that for 34 days while we fix things. Of course, he's using 25% of it to drop the price 35 cents. He, he predicts 35 cents a gallon at the gas pump. This will help. But you know what? When he came into office, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking California prices, California Supreme, we were paying about three bucks, a, three bucks a gallon. Okay. Yesterday, I filled up one of my cars at $6.10 a gallon. So if it goes down 35 cents, who cares? That didn't do anything for anybody. Anyway, uh, so just so you say, um, just so you understand, when the when Biden's talking, it's all BS. He doesn't understand. The Democrats don't understand, but hopefully you do. So let's go on to let's go on to the rest of the stuff going on besides uh, Biden and his inability to do math or balance a checkbook. And uh, and you know what? If if you haven't thought about this, how does Biden have a, a beach house, a beach house in whatever state it's in, plus his house in Delaware, plus he has one other house? How's he so rich now? He's been in he's been a public servant for over 50 years. They don't make that much money. He must be getting it somewhere. Anyway, so uh, one week after uh, Joe Biden's trip to Poland to address the war in Ukraine, the White House is still playing cleanup, mostly because Biden continues to make a bigger mess for them every day. Uh, by now we've all heard the remarks from Biden in Poland last weekend. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Yeah, so uh, so Biden Biden said that. Naturally, the press wanted to know if the president of the United States just called for forced regime change of another world leader. So for the next three days, Biden walked it back, then walked it back, and then walked it back, and then walked that back. Mr. President, do you want Putin removed? Mr. President, what are you calling for regime change? No. It means that I would hope, I just it was expressing my outrage. He shouldn't remain in power. Just like, you know, bad people shouldn't continue to do bad things. Personal feelings, sir. Personal, personal feelings. My, my personal feelings. What you said, that Putin can't remain in power, 
or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man, which is just brutality. I want to make it clear. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. The idea that he is going to do something outrageous because I called him for what he was and what he's doing, I think is, is just not rational. Nobody believes we're going to take down, I was going to, I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. Well, you know what? Those are just his personal feelings. But when you're the president of the United States, and I hate to even address him as the president of the United States, but when you have that position, your personal feelings are policy feelings. When you say it, when you say them in front of a microphone, what you say at the Thanksgiving table with just your family is different. But when you're in front of a microphone, when you're in front of anyone, when you know the cameras are on you and the cameras are almost always on you, you don't say stuff that you're not, you're the president of the United States 24 hours a day. Well, Trump was the president of the United States 24 hours a day. And that's what I liked about him. And that's what most people in America liked about him is he said what was on his mind. He said how he felt and how he felt is, is how he ran the country. And that's, that's all we want to know. Hey, how do you feel about this stuff? Hey, you feel the same way we do. I like a guy who feels, feels the same way I do, and he's going to do something about it. Because how many times do you go, hey, you know what? Look at what's going on, but nothing's ever going to come of this. Look at all this this uh, this crime that's going on. Look at this stuff with Hunter Biden. No, but nothing's ever going to come of it. No one's ever going to. These people are untouchable. You know, if it were me, I'd be in jail. But if it were anybody else, nope, no way. And then on top of that, we got a we got a picture of a close up on uh, on uh, on uh, Biden's little note card that he had that he held in his hand while he's responding to all those comments and you can see that somebody typed those things up what to say right on there you know someone took a picture of it zoomed in and then it's for everybody to see oh these were my personal feelings i was just expressing my outrage who's running this country i don't know but that's not the only thing he had to walk back biden also said something that sounded like a threat of nuclear war well let's say chemical war if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military spo- response from NATO? It would, re- it would trigger a response in kind. And, you know, and then when he's meeting, uh, meeting with the troop, when the U.S. troops, when he's meeting with the U.S. troops in Poland, Biden seemed to think that they were going to Ukraine, when in fact they are officially supposed to be training Ukrainian troops in Poland. You know, with the Ukrainian people... Ukrainian people have a lot of backbone. They have a lot of guts. And I'm sure you're observing it. Look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. Sometimes you've been there. Do you notice the difference in his, uh, in his energy when he speaks without having a plane flight in front of it or you know, early in the day? So what does response in kind mean? Did he really think he was sending troops to Ukraine? And does he understand what all that walking back looks like? Peter Ducey asked the president on Monday. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like just in the last couple days, 
Uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We are talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to see I was see referring this. to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. And when yeah, but he's talking to the U.S. troops, not the not the Ukrainian troops. So when he says, hey, you'll see when you're there, he's talking to U.S. troops. Uh, I don't know. Seems like uh, circles he's uh, talking in. Cue the bad company music. Life is like a merry-go-round. Pain and horses riding up and down. Music takes you and you're gone again. No, crazy circles never seem to end in uh, the Biden administration. You just you just talk in circles and talk in circles. And most people that don't pay attention will choose the path that's being put in front of them. They won't they won't veer off because they're afraid to use their own free will and their own logically thinking brain to interpret this. And as I said at the beginning, this is where we all need to stop. Hey, we're going to lose free will if we don't fight for it. So let's talk about Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed his parental rights bill, his parental rights education bill this week, which reinforces parents' parents' fundamental rights to make decisions regarding the upbringing of their children. And while DeSantis is the one who's getting criticized, remember this was just an, this was not the the governor's office that put this in; had to pass through the Florida's House and Senate. Uh, state Senate, it passed through Florida's House 69 to 47, and Florida State Senate 22 to 17. So the majority of all the all the Florida's uh, lawmakers all agreed with this. Since the media has completely distorted what this bill is by calling it the misleading name of the Don't Say Gay Bill, here's what's actually in it according to the governor's office. The bill prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. So kids that are ages four or five through eight or nine prohibits instruction that is not age appropriate for students and requires school districts to adopt procedures for notifying parents if there's a change in services from the school regarding a child's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. So I can tell you I have a granddaughter who's 10, and I don't think she should be exposed to this stuff either. So, hey, you know, through kindergarten through third grade, we're not going to tell tell them any of that stuff. And if I remember when I was a kid, they came out with a little uh, a little uh, uh, film strip. It wasn't a film. It was like a, a projector with uh, little little things, a little, uh, you know, we call them film strips um, in fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade. might have been fifth grade. Uh, there was one called Just for Boys and Just for Girls where they taught you about your uh, reproductive system and just a little bit of of stuff and it just made us boys hey us boys go oh yeah we forgot to ask how uh, how the thing travels from one to the <laughs> from one body to the other uh so anyway that was in fourth or fifth grade so he's making a thing saying hey you don't teach this stuff inappropriate for for kids younger than that 
It builds on the Parents' Bill of Rights, which, which was signed into law in Florida last year and is part of Governor DeSantis's Year of the Parent, focused on protecting parental rights in education. Here's the governor signing it into law on Tuesday. These leftist politicians, corporate media outlets, some of these activist groups, they actually have read the bill. And they're sloganeering because they don't want to admit that they support a lot of the things that we're providing protections against. For example, they support sexualizing kids in kindergarten. They support injecting woke gender ideology into second grade classrooms. They support enabling schools to, quote, transition students to a, quote, different gender without the knowledge of the parent, much less without the parent's consent. I will tell you, if my kids were little, this would be this would be a big deal for me. This would be a big deal for me. I wouldn't have the school teaching my kids stuff. I don't want them taught. But the media isn't backing down from insisting that that this has something to do with not allowing kids to say the word gay. You may have heard this on the Oscars. Well, we're going to have a great night uh, tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay. Ridiculous! This is when diversity, when diversity uh, that rules louder than uh, achievement. That's how. That's how the. That's that's how uh, the Academy Awards are now. You have to. You have to nominate a certain amount of every different color and every different sexual orientation. And the same way that Biden put his cabinet together, let's not put the best and brightest in every position. Let's just make sure we all have a very diverse cabinet. We have some gay people and some straight people, some white people, some black people. And let's make sure the next person who we nominate for the Supreme Court, the one of nine people, the the highest highest decision uh, court in the land. Let's make sure the next one is a black uh, black female. Let's not take the 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 most qualified. Let's just make sure her skin color and her gender match what our what our uh, our next uh, our next quota needs to be. Tucker asked Governor Sanis about his uh, about his bill on Tuesday. I read the bill. It doesn't say anything about gay marriage, does it? Is is it not an anti-gay marriage bill? Tucker, Tucker, the word gay is not in the legislation. Right, so they okay. say it's banning a word that literally isn't even in the legislation. It's not even like they're misrepresenting the way the word's used. It's not even used in the bill. It's a, it's a fake narrative. It's a lie. But it's a lie because they have to lie because if they admitted what they were really for, sexualizing kindergartners and first graders, they know that would not fly with the public. Exactly right. And we'll see what happens with Disney that's... Uh, that's uh, supporting supporting the or they're they're against the uh, the bill and they're going off the deep ends against the 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 common interest of the common people and the how parents want their kids taught and uh, they're taking a stand in the wrong direction. I'm sure that's going to hurt. So I got uh, three minutes left. Let's talk about Hunter Hunter Biden and tax investigation. You haven't been hearing about this in the media for a while, but you're starting to now. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware is full steam ahead with its federal tax investigation of Hunter Biden. Here's the latest, according to the Wall Street Journal. Prosecutors are gathering information from Hunter's associates about source uh, about his sources of foreign income, including income from the Ukraine. They're seeking a grand jury testimony about the money Hunter Biden received from Ukrainian gas company Burisma Holdings and how he used it to pay some of his obligations. They've extensively questioned one unnamed associate about Hunter Biden's drug and alcohol use, spending habits, and his state of mind in 2018. 
This suggests an, ind an indictment may be imminent as they seek to get it on the record before Hunter's defense gets a chance to present it more favorably at trial, which they will because, as we know, Hunter has routinely used his addiction to leverage public sympathy for the past three years. And, of course, remember... When you talk talk to the White House about this, they bring things up. They say, well, Hunter Biden doesn't work for the United States and we represent the United States. But they're forgetting all this stuff implicates Joe Biden as it did before the election, but they squelched it. They're examining whether he violated laws about lobbying for foreign governments through his business relationships in Ukraine, China, and Kazakhstan. They're asking questions about several companies associated with Hunter and examining whether he moved funds in a way to obscure his tax liability. Biden's cheating on their taxes? I would never think of it. They're looking at Rosemont Seneca, a Delaware entity that received some of Hunter Biden's earnings and did some of his spending for him. They've asked about the paperwork he used to purchase a car with funds from Rosemont Seneca. Here's why. In April 2014, Hunter associate, a Hunter associate named Kengis Rakashev from Kazakhstan wired uh, $142,300 to Rosemont Seneca. The Senate report said the bank record noted the funds were, quote, for a car, unquote. A day after the money was received by Rosemont Seneca, it wired the same amount to a New Jersey car dealer. The money purchased a Fisker sports car for use by Hunter Biden to be owned in the name of Rosemont Seneca. And for those of you who don't know what a Fisker sports car is, it's an electric car that looks cool, unlike Tesla's. Uh, Hunter Biden uh, tra later traded the Fisker for a silver Porsche. Guess he got tired of standing at a charging station for 45 minutes, exposed when everybody could take pictures of him. They also looked into a consulting firm Burisma hired called Blue Star Strategies, which used Hunter Biden's name in their request to get a meeting with the State Department in early 2016. They're also examining whether Hunter or Blue Star should have registered under Foreign Agents Registration Act because of his ties to Ukraine. So remember, you know, the problem with the the problem here as I end this, the problem here is that Biden has a conflict of interest with Ukraine, with China, with Kazakhstan, and with Russia. And he can't take he can't take a stand against any of them because he's got he's got connections that if they come out, he's screwed. Which if he stays in office, we're screwed. Hey, so anyway, that's my uh, that's my take on uh, what's going on in America this week. And I am all out of time for this episode of the main event. So my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back again with you next week.